0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. I'm Brian, and welcome to episode 21 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. This episode, we're going to look at a bunch of different ways that Cisco's involved with the OpenStack project. And joining us today are Rick Clark and James Urquhart, two people that are intimately involved with those efforts. Guys, thanks for both of you being on the show today. Uh, my pleasure, man. for having us. Thanks for, thanks for coming. So uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quickly for anybody who isn't familiar with what you're doing and give us some background on, on what you're working on at Cisco these days around OpenStack. All right, guess
1: so i I'll go first here. Uh, my name is James Urquhart. I run uh, uh, cloud programs uh, under, Lou, excuse me, under Lou Tucker, who is the CTO of cloud computing uh, for Cisco. And also I write a blog on CNET called The Wisdom of Clouds, and I've been uh, sort of covering the cloud computing space Been in the cloud computing online World for uh, quite some time as well, and I've uh, been working uh, very closely on uh, our OpenStack
0: projects of late. Very cool, Rick. What about
2: you? Yeah, well, my name is Rick Clark. I uh, I work for Yesper in the NMTG, the Network Management Technology Group, but I work very closely with uh, with Lou Tucker and and his group, James included. I was the original. Uh, Project lead for the OpenStack project and one of the founders. I actually went to uh, I came to Cisco Rackspace and I went to Rackspace specifically to create OpenStack.
0: Okay, cool. So you were involved way back in the NASA days then.
2: Well, before before NASA. Oh,
0: okay, okay, very cool. Um, why don't we jump into this a little bit, James? Cisco made a formal announcement, for, kind of formal involvement with OpenStack back in the spring of, of this year, two thousand eleven. Um, can you give us some background on, on why Cisco is getting involved with uh, with a big OpenStack project, and, and what's been happening in the company since that announcement?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great question, and and really, when we were looking at you know what were the ways in which the network's role in cloud computing was going to be defined, and uh, the ways in which then the value of the network would be. Uh, made available first to services and, and and ultimately to end users consuming the cloud. We, we had to ask ourselves some real serious questions about serious. <laughs> the ways in which these uh, techniques, these, these approaches to networking were going to be defined. And it was really clear to us that that really running code in loose consensus was going to sort of be an early definition. So um, so some of the the large uh, cloud service providers that are out there today, uh, Amazon and Rackspace and others—they had sort of a very, very simple view of the network um, that allowed them to do sort of you know really large-scale s- applications like web applications, uh, like uh, big data—you uh, know, good enough. And, and there was some there was some power there, but we were running into a lot of enterprises that had real concern about how they're going to handle you know the wide variety of technologies and the wide variety of internal owners. Of uh, different applications and services that they were going to have to run, and it was clear that there was there is a need for a little bit more uh, capability in the network than was there. So how do how does that happen? How does the industry start to to work out what that is? And and open open source really seemed like the way that the you know if 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 a standard at the facto standard were to come out about sort of a more sophisticated level of networking. Um, That that standard would come from the open source community at the time um, OpenStack, you know, and and, and through this year at this point in time uh, OpenStack really has drawn the largest community uh, in the marketplace, the the largest community uh, in terms of the capabilities that uh, that they bring. To, um, to the market, sort of just growing you know, growing community and growing sophistication to the way that the platform works. And that's, uh, that's really what drew us there. So we, we decided that we wanted to be a, a participant uh, in the network services side of OpenStack, and that was just spinning up. Other companies involved included Nasira, uh, Citrix, um, uh, NTT was heavily involved in it, um, and there are a number of other companies that have come in and, and made contributions since then. And uh, that's really what our focus has been. is has been on, first of all, making sure that we can demonstrate OpenStack running on Cisco UCS, uh, running with Cisco Nexus and uh, Catalyst equipment. But also, in addition to that, to really making sure that we help the, the network services in OpenStack become very, very capable of delivering uh, what needs to be delivered to, be, uh, to, to really expand the role of the network from where it is today.
0: Okay, so it was. It, it's not really there to to go define new standards, like maybe what's going on in the IETF or something. It's it's really about saying, how do we make sure there's there's some really good thought around operational models, uh, maybe broader scale or segmentation. Like this isn't a standards effort. This is a let's let's make sure that a bunch of different ways of looking at what the network can bring is is going to be there for the OpenStack community. Yeah, it's more it's more
1: allowing the market to define what you know, what the best practices techniques around networking are okay. as opposed to a standards body sitting down and dictating that there's this is the architecture that we believe everyone should use. Okay. Um, there are certain things we think the standards bodies will present that will be critical around certain levels of interoperability and, and other things that uh, there are some really good efforts that are going underway. But we thought just in terms of the basics um, and finding, you know, experimenting and finding the right architectures and finding the right features that we really thought, that the, the market itself would do it, but that the open source community was was going to be one of the most influential factors.
2: Okay, uh, I, uh, if I can add something, sure. The, another reason that, that that we're involved is that our, our customers are wanting to run OpenStack, and right, right. we want we want to, and we want to make sure that the that uh, that we help OpenStack have the quality that our customers expect when they're running things on Cisco hardware. So uh, you know, a big part of what we did during this release in OpenStack is help with testing. Okay. So we, uh, we intent, we're, we're not just adding support for Cisco har- hardware and, and support for virtual networking. We're also making uh, OpenStack a more stable, solid platform.
0: Okay so it's it's more than just um, you know making sure you can you can push sort of Cisco branded equipment it's about quality it's about having a, a vehicle to, to take customer feedback and sort of directly put it into something that that you can prove works and so forth Exactly yeah. Now who do you you guys are obviously deeply involved with this um, anytime you're you're involved with early stuff you tend to be the ones who are sort of directly engaging with customers you know without getting into names what what types of problems, industries, day uh, you know, applications. So what, what are the early customers trying to do with OpenStack that maybe they weren't trying to do with, with some other type of cloud management model or, or even cloud computing model?
2: I think that we're seeing a lot of interest, and I don't know that this is different from any other cloud uh, okay. model or cloud computing product, but we're seeing a lot of interest from service providers that know that they need to start up something as a service provider, some sort of public cloud service. Okay. Um, we're also seeing a lot of uh, interest from different uh, government agencies that uh, that have computing needs.
1: Okay. okay. I would say, in, in addition to that, I would say one of the really interesting things that, that's going on with OpenStack that may be a little different from our our other offerings is, uh, and, and, you know, the, to, to, to Rick's point, right, I mean, I think, you know, there's, when you talk to the service provider community, in a lot of ways, there's sort of different ecosystems within the service provider community, much like there is in the rest of the enterprise market, per se. And so you're seeing different, um, you know, people who want to be parts of different ecosystems go after different technologies. So we are extremely successful. You know, in terms of doing our VMware stuff, and I'm sure that you know, sort of VMware is very successful doing the VMware stuff, as as this, uh, other people in the market that are doing that. That this is not sort of to replace anything that, that that's going on in the market already. It, it is the. For the community of people who are really kind of looking at open source as a way to have more flexibility and a different cost structure around the way that they're delivering uh, the technology that they want to do, and have perhaps have more influence on um, um, on the future direction in terms of scale, in terms of feature sets that the the underlying platform takes, uh, it's a very interesting option. And one of the, the areas of the market that surprised me a lot is um, folks that are trying to sort of respond to things that are going on in the market already. So things like iCloud, things like uh, what Amazon has done, things like, uh, you know, what they're looking to do is not just repeat what those companies have done, but to find ways to differentiate and maybe do something to go above and beyond. And those companies, I think, tend to feel that they can do a little bit more with open source to do that, to build out a competitive system than
0: they could perhaps
1: do with somebody else's uh, commercial system.
0: Okay, So it feels feels like it's it's being driven... driven Maybe more by choice, either choice from the provider saying I either want to differentiate or I want to make sure that those customers that want to work with me have that as an option, even if they may offer something else in parallel. And, and it's it's enterprises saying maybe the choices choice is around is pricing. pricing, maybe the choices around you know being able to do unique things for their industry or their business. It's it's okay. and in
1: part it's around companies that look and they say they say look we we we're much more comfortable acquiring our tools. Right. Through an open model, an open source model, rather than um, you know a partner system belonging to one of the other vendors that we use. Which and and believe me, there are plenty of companies that still say, you know what, I, you know I like I like Microsoft, I like VMware, um, I can get what I need from them or their their ecosystem. Um, you know, and and so uh, for for them, it's much more comfortable to get sort of a you know a, a supported, tested, um, you know fully um, fully integrated. Product and and and, uh, and and utility set the tool set. Whereas OpenStack's not quite there yet, right? OpenStack. The thing about OpenStack is it is very much an early stage open source project. So it is very much about wanting to get your hands dirty with the technology t- as of now, as of today.
0: Now, Rick, you, you've, you've obviously been involved with this thing, thing since you know well, well before. before it sort of got formalized and so forth. You know, some of the talk in the, in the news this week, because the the release that, that came out this week, uh, it's called Diablo, obviously sort of the fourth iteration, fourth generation, fourth version, um, you know, you're starting to see some people say, well, maybe this is because of some of the new stuff that's in there. There's there's a there's sort of a portal, uh, you know, management interface. There's some things around network. There's some more robust things about uh, authentication and so forth. You know, people are starting to say, maybe this is kind of that first release where it, it starts to get over that hump. You've been involved with it for a long time. Does it does it feel like this is sort of at that stage where people are going to start going? It doesn't feel like I need a I need to literally be a rocket scientist to make this work. Or where are we at in the in the evolution of this? So I'd say we're, we're we're near the
2: top of that hill. Um, right. You know, I, I think that there's been a lot of work uh, putting features in and trying to make sure that there's a, there's the correct feature set that people want to deploy. Um, I think that probably over the next release, we'll see a lot of stabilization. I, I, I would, uh, I think we'll see that very quickly over the next few months. Things very quickly stabilize and just have a very nice stable platform to build on.
0: The community as a whole has been keeping pretty close to the schedules they've been laying out, right? I mean, it's you know it's pretty much every basically every six months or so. There's a new release. Yes, that. exactly. So
2: there is a uh, the, the basic tenet of, uh, around the releases is that. They do time-based releases at mm-hmm. in OpenStack. Every six months, they re- they release um, whatever is ready goes into the release. Whatever is not is held back for the next release.
0: I mean, that, that, that's, that's a good thing. thing. It's, it's going to give customers, customers a level of comfort of, comfort, of okay, okay have I have some visibility into to, what, what to plan, plan for, what, what I can you know not plan for, and so forth. So and so forth. That's, and that's obviously a good, a good thing.
1: thing. Right, and I think that I think the interesting thing too is that. Uh, um, the way that uh, concepts, the way the community decides what features to work on for the next six months as well is um, pretty open and in the public as well. So uh, we have a, a summit coming up in Boston. Um, there's, there will be information up uh, online for most of the stuff that we discuss at that summit. There will be decisions that will then be communicated back through the community site uh, to describe what's going on. And I think that you know one of the things that's really powerful is if you have an idea you can you can submit that idea for the community to review, um, to give you feedback on that. It may get uh, maybe similar and overlap somebody else's idea. It may um, solve a uh, you know solve a problem that that uh, certain people didn't think that they had that they, or didn't know that they had. Um, but ultimately, if it's an idea that's worthy of attention, it will um, you know the, it will move through the process of becoming something. Um, you know, finding uh, ultimately it has to find somebody who's willing to, to develop it or of people willing to develop it, but that process is you know has worked pretty well um, to the scale that the project's gotten to to this point, and I'm sure there'll be tweaks to that process. But I think that's one of the things we like is that, you know, when we come as Cisco, we don't either have to sort of dictate the future, or, or nor do we have to sort of sit back and, and follow somebody else's lead. We have an opportunity to have a real honest dialogue with even our competitors to talk about what is it that the end user really needs from OpenStack and where is it that we, um, we enable the vendors to, to, to allow their value to shine through. Um, and i think that uh, that's why one of the reasons why openstack is really valuable to us is that that we're able to to be an, an equal member in the community take leadership uh... you know in terms of just project leadership where it makes sense for us to do that and to, to assist others where it makes sense to do that okay very
0: cool, cool. You you know, know Diablo's- obviously a big deal for cisco because it shows the community it's you know it's the first major release or real release where you've contributed code um it's the first time you know network uh, as a as a project a, a sub area um, has its own focus area before it was sort of really basic connectivity talk a little bit about what's what's going on in that network space of, of OpenStack. i think the first sort of iteration is called quantum is that right let me start with the, the
1: first piece of that real quick and, and kind of just lay out what's going on with networking in OpenStack uh, okay. as simply as possible. so uh, there is a basic level of networking that's been in the, the NOVA project which is the compute service that uh, that uh, is part of OpenStack was the original code original code was contributed from NASA. And uh, so there's some real basic connectivity in terms of, you know, flat network, DHCP or fixed IP addressing, and then some, some, some very simplistic VLAN capability. What's going on initially here is we've established a layer 2 abstraction, a layer 2 network service capability, which essentially allows us to replicate a lot of what's in Nova, but to do it in a way that vendors can now um, be able to uh, map that basic abstraction into their technologies um, in whatever they see as the most optimal way to deliver that service right so so that's actually really important because there may not be you know there are already you know two sets of technology just at that there's a technology for the open v switch environment that allows you to deliver that capability there's a technology for uh, several cisco lines that we contributed as well okay. we expect more from other vendors to come downstream now uh, there's also um, what we're, we're talking about moving forward with with uh, the x6 release then is we have to add some capability around l3 and around connectivity between l2 network segments right so so um, so, so both service insertion becomes really important and also um, bridging or or whatever technologies you want to use in terms of connecting um, network segments together so that that's one area, those are one big area of, of focus that are, are coming there's also um, uh, some increased capability uh, for around monitoring, and, uh, and there's, a, a, there's a pretty long list. We can, we can probably add a little bit to that that we're looking at in terms of broadening the story beyond sort of that basic L2 connectivity. What, we'll ma- what will really kind of matter is, you know, what resources come to bear? How quickly do we align on a solution for each of the areas that we're looking at? And uh, do we have, the, the you know, the, both the time and the resources to put the work together before... The Essex release train leaves, and so um, it will be a number of weeks as we go through the summit and as we go through some planning post summit before we really understand what the target release set is for the Essex release. But the, but we you know we're building from this very first step, which is experimental officially, by the way. So okay. it's in Diablo, but it's an experimental release. Okay. And to solidify it to a full production release service, um, as well as to add you know begin to broaden the capability from where we are today. Okay. So, Rick, did you want to add anything else to that? Because I know there might be some
2: features and, and things I missed. So No, I, I think you did a, a, a great job. I think that to, you know, the, the next thing is, is starting to look at top-level orchestration, and that's the container service. And uh, the, the end goal is that there are a whole bunch of applications that you kind of mentioned at the beginning, James, don't fit into what people are doing with cloud now. People are very, they're very good at being able to deploy web-scale apps these basic web applications. But there are all sorts of enterprise applications that won't. And understanding the requirements of those applications and being able to package them and actually deploy them in the cloud is one of the long-term goals of a container project.
1: So, And what, what's the name of the container project, Drew? Denabe. 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 Okay, okay. So, so, so the container, container project. Pro- so, so, okay. okay, so we've, we've got Quantum, Quantum today, today, which is experimental in, in the, the Diablo, Diablo release. release. That's uh, correct.
0: Then the... the a container project which is still being scoped and, and defined and figure out what might or may not go in the next release, that release being Essex, the, the E release which would be like a springtime two thousand twelve roughly time frame, right? If we're on that same schedule. That's correct. Okay. So how does what's the what's the model I'm just just trying trying to sort of think (laughs) logistically or or operationally. So you've got Diablo, which has some parts that are considered, um, you know, GA, I guess, in in certain terminologies. And then you've got uh, a portion like like Quantum, which is considered experimental. If if you're a customer, um, what do you expect out of the community or what's the process by which you would go? When do I know that maybe that becomes considered more of a supported sort of sub project? Or well you've been yeah.
2: missing two things. One okay. is one is support. So right. Um, right now I don't think you can call any of it supported unless someone is going to fix bugs and commit to you know taking path, fix, fixing bugs in the last version it's not officially supported. So,
0: okay. I so it's not, not supported that, like you, yeah supported, supported like you might, might expect, expect from something like Red Hat that they, they do around Linux. Linux. So, so yeah,
2: but now so, Something becoming an official part of uh, of OpenStack, like when when would quantum? There'd be an official announcement. It's okay. on. It would be on target to be the next release, the Essex release. I would expect, okay. um, for for it to be going into uh, into OpenStack uh, proper. At,
1: at least the layer two, right? It depends how we define where layer three fits in. It depends how we we decide where uh, other elements fit into the picture. But um, I, you know the the. At least the the, the existing quantum L two stuff will probably make the Essex release as a you know official service. Um, okay. You know if if it if it uh, succeeds at not being too buggy and the testing is you know it's been fully tested and um, so we expect it to do that. Um, what the, the question mark will be, you know, if we do other services like Danabe, um, if we do it L3 as a separate service as opposed to as a part of the L2 service. There's you know a bunch of other questions are still up in the air. That means that some of this other stuff may show up as experimental first separately. But I think uh, you can expect for sure that s- that some elements of the networking stack will be uh, more formally a part of the SX release. Okay. okay. I, let, let's, let's step,
0: step back, back for, for a second. So, so y- you talked, talked about... about uh, a little, a little bit, bit of sort of network, network services, which would be things like, like firewalls and load balancers, and maybe, and maybe IPS or things that might be considered level layer four, four through seven. seven. Uh, you, you talked, talked about, about this concept of a container. Of a container. What? what, what how, how do those things fit together? What's a container? What's a container trying, trying to do? do? What's, what's
2: the, the? So a the container way? is a higher level abstraction. So let's say you have a you have a lot of network segments and you have a bunch of VMs. You need to put some of those VM instances on some of the network segments. A container could be nested. You would have a uh, a compute container that contains all of your VMs, and then the instructions of where they fit into your container that contains all of your networking segments. Okay,
0: okay. So, so it's, it's a, a little bit. bit kind of then of you a can
2: name those things, and you can say deploy deploy Bob, which is my my, my application that I've that I've tracked.
1: Okay, right, and I think you know it becomes a unit of management. It becomes a unit of packaging. Um, You can have nested containers, so you can have predefined network containers, say, for instance, that define a certain configuration of a network for, say, a three-tier application or a HIPAA-compliant application or something that you could then include in your application definition. One thing that people don't really realize about the way that Nova, Swift, and and everything is designed is there's really not the concept of sets of things. They're really about manipulating um, for the most part today, they're about manipulating individual things. So Nova, for instance, is about sort of configuring and managing VMs sort of one at a time. So there's a big need in the OpenStack community to begin to broaden out the concept of how you group things together. And you could do things like, you know, oh, well, the compute service has a compute cluster and the storage service has a way of sort of, you know, uh, of, of of cloning buckets of things or things like that um, and I think that there's there's some value in those services individually but when it comes to actually deploying an application environment I think the community recognized pretty quickly and, and we certainly recognized for some time that um, that you really need something that's a little bit more integrated a little bit more consolidated to define how the pieces and parts fit together How they you know how is that cluster distributed um, across a network segment or across multiple network segments? How how are VMs that are different images related to each other? Right, like a front end uh, GUI uh, VM image versus a uh, business logic image. So I think in a lot of ways that's really what we're trying to get to is an abstraction. That's every you know this that it's we call it a container because it's it is an abstraction. That can be used at an application level, but it can also be used for subsets of things within an application. And so, it's this—it's—it's it's meant to be this sort of very hierarchical, um, recursive kind of concept that can be used in several
0: ways. Okay. okay. So, 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 so if, if you're kind of mapping it back to, to a business problem that, you know, the same way, way that, that in a lot of cases we will say you know, know this is sort of a gold, gold uh silver bronze or bronze service which tends to have certain either well, definitions or implications, either or implications about say security or, or high availability or or bandwidth or whatever, or whatever. In, in theory you, you could you could take these containers which have certain definitions within them, them certain, certain characteristics, characteristics that that, that might might be be a network topology, a security insertion point, a monitoring, and 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 you you could start to think about how do I package those together, or at least bring them together in a way that you go, I'm going to automate the compute compute portion a certain way, way. I'm going to have these containers that that are going to be storage containers, containers, network containers, containers, compute containers, containers, some combination, and and you're going to give people creating services a a more robust way of thinking about about them uh, without having to step through every single piece of that. Is that... Kind of where that's it, thing exactly thing right. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: That, I mean, it, it. I expect that if you look at all of those things, the security, the, you know, the the, uh, the storage, the the compute, the network, they're all just requirements of an application. And so, what we want is a way to package up all the requirements of an application and a way to abstract that after you've uh, deployed it. Okay. okay. obviously, Obviously, you know, for for a little
0: little while there, networking, networking, just just in in general, general, not necessarily in OpenStack, but but network Network kind of became, wasn't talked about a lot, it was was just there, there. and And over over the last, I don't know, 12 12 months months or so, it's it's kind of gotten gotten back to becoming an interesting topic, because you have things like like, people debating layer two versus layer layer three three architectures, you've got got people debating these various kinds of VLAN mobility stuff, you've got... You know, very new, new architectures like OpenFlow, uh, does it feel like what, what's being started with, say, Quantum and eventually with, and eventually with Denali. Denali. I mean, does this feel like the way that the community will sort of come together for, for any of those things, or, or does it feel like they'll, they'll be separate? What's the are we too, Is it too early in the, in the day to figure out kind of where all this networking stuff will go within OpenStack?
2: I think we hope it'll all come together okay. under you know, Denavit and Quantum. I mean, I think that's 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 the plan. You know, the thing is, when you're dealing with an open source community, you have influence but not control. Sure. So, uh, so I think that we will we will do our best to to uh, and, and you know put our muscle behind our, our mouths and and do some of the work to make sure that it turns out we uh, we want it to turn out.
0: Okay. But, um, and, and for customers, I mean, th- that's the, that's the, the beauty, beauty of them looking at, at these open source, source uh, projects is, is if, if they decide they, they really love something else, there's, there's the, the chance that may be available to them too, right?
2: Yeah, and in the end, what people want is what's going to go in. I mean, yeah. if someone else, if people want it, it'll end up in there.
1: Okay. Right, and I think that's one of the things that that uh, is it, an interesting little kind of paradox there, which is um, when it comes to then supporting specific hardware, right Mm -hmm. so it comes to the situation of understanding that uh, there are capabilities that are available um, that openstack should not roll in terms of how it operates um, and which which may or may not be hidden through the abstraction from the end user I think that's the point where it gets you know where where it gets a little interesting in terms of of customers asking for features versus the ability to deliver them because there are some features that are very very hard to deliver or there are some, you know, network configuration capabilities that are very, very hard to do if you don't have coordination between the actual infrastructure and the infrastructure management system, like gotcha. OpenStack. So, um, so in some ways, it, it also depends a little bit on the vendors coming to the table and joining the projects. Now, the good news is, is that you know we've seen some, you know, pretty big name vendors out there in the networking space already declare themselves, you know, as members of the OpenStack community. We'd like to see them step up and, and also then provide capability that works with Quantum, works with uh, uh, Diablo, or as with uh, Danabe, and, and other services as they appear. And also to help us in terms of the definition of these, these environments, because, uh, again, the, the better the, the, the community is put together, the, the more we're looking at sort of the... the, the you know, use cases from the perspective of the end users trying to consume these systems and how we can, we can deliver against that. The more selection that the end user has in return, right? So, uh, you know, I, I'd certainly probably call out well, that it's not just about the, the, the users saying these are the features that we want in OpenStack, but it's also the, the, uh, the vendors coming to the table and saying these are, these are the capabilities we're going to make, uh, the, the enablement we're going to give OpenStack to meet that demand.
0: Okay. okay. Without, Without going, going into the, into the details, details, I assume you know, you know one, one of the, of the things, things you talked, talked about was there, there will be obviously as, as, part as part of the contributions Cisco's made, there, there there will probably be, be some some ways to have linkage to say the, the network, the, the, the Nexus platforms, platforms the, the, the Catalyst platforms. platforms. Will, will there, there be, be a place on on, on the Cisco, Cisco website where, where there'll be a listing of you know, you know, the ways, ways you, you can interconnect, interconnect uh, OpenStack from, from a management, management framework, framework perspective, perspective to um, Cisco equipment or, or what's, what's been tested or, or sample configurations. configurations.
1: Sure. So we have some existing tech notes out there today okay. and um, and certainly uh, can provide you the URL for the notes for that. Yeah, we can always um, put it in the show notes. Okay. In the show notes. But uh, um, what we... Uh, what we've done is we, we've actually installed OpenStack on uh, UCS B-series and C-series um, okay. compute uh, environments. We are now working on uh, on some additional work to demonstrate uh, um, UCS working on our... Uh, our large-scale cloud architecture. So okay. um, our, we call our VMDC architecture. We, we're doing some work to, to, to demo that. Just a, a tech note to say this is how you would install it in this environment okay. so you can play with it. But in the long term, we're, you know, we, we understand our customers want um, more capabilities. So we have a website that we are working on, uh, trying to get up uh, in the, the first week of October if we can, but soon after if we can't. That will be a much more detailed description of, of what OpenStack, uh, what Cisco is doing with OpenStack, what uh, you know what we're contributing specifically, and and also then what support for Cisco equipment uh, we've we've um, tested with the OpenStack community. So that will be when that site's up and running, uh, the best place to come to. And and again, that will be something that uh, we'll make very public when it's available.
0: Okay. okay. Good. So, so I'm going to throw, throw one last question out question here for either, either one, one of you guys and maybe both of you. So traditionally when people think, think of Cisco, Cisco the, the phrase the open source doesn't source usually doesn't come, really come, come to, to mind. mind. Um, but, but over, over the last, last couple of years, years there's, there's been, been a, a number of people and even, people even groups that, that, that you know, people, people have come, come to, Cisco. to Cisco. You guys obviously, Lou Tucker has a huge background around you know a lot of the open source things that were going on previously. It feels like... Maybe, Maybe there's, there's a there's a set, a set of DNA, DNA that's growing within the company. company. So, so I mean, know, from, from your guys' perspective, perspective how, how do you see internally things changing to, things to, to look at open source, source differently, or, or, or how is the company um, you know or kind or of viewing things, things like uh, OpenStack Stack as an open, an open source project, project as being part of their, their strategy?
1: But well, I mean, there, there is no doubt that um, the modern software world at, at all levels of software, from you know, end applications to infrastructure, has been um, strongly influenced by the open source model, and uh, and again, I think it, it, it uh, to a certain extent um, it comes down to ecosystems. So, what what Cisco what Cisco as a company understands and is is growing, um, you know, is growing to, to learn how to how to do is that uh, that open source communities are a phenomenal way to both. Uh, to to learn about and to, and to influence, um, but you know I don't even think the influence is the most critical thing. It's really about you know this is what the customers want, and and we need to give the ability that Cisco's strong innovation, strong technology capabilities in the networking area, in growing in the, the server and compute space, um, converged infrastructure, um, and even communications collaboration and and, and other um, sort of application level things are. Um, are actually, you know, brought to that community into that ecosystem in a way that uh, is really beneficial to both Cisco and and the, and the community. And so, participating in open source is, is a must, right? It's it's absolutely. I don't think you can you cannot participate in in, um, in open source uh, at some level and be able to walk away with what you could declare as an, as an open system, you know, as a system, an interoperable system, a system that works with other vendors' tools uh, in the future. So um, on top of that, we really think that the OpenStack community is putting together, you know, a pretty good system, um, a pretty powerful system over time. And so part of what we're doing, what we see with the open um, source world is a way for us to also, um, you know, be able to gain capability that we can take advantage of for you know to make system solutions for our customers that are both very open and very interoperable and at the same time uh, you know, uh, really allow uh, for both Cisco and for our customers to differentiate with those, that environment as well. So now there's other areas where open source are becoming increasingly important to Cisco as well. There's projects like the OpenFlow project where, uh, you know, we're looking at new software-defined networking capabilities that, that may actually really change the way networking is controlled and managed. We're looking at new management tools and environments that are, are from, from open source communities. Um, can I answer this?
2: Can I answer this? Oh, yeah. Before we get too far down, so I, I think that I, I want to make sure that I say that you can mean two things by your your question, Brian. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's how does Cisco feel about the open source licensing model for their business? Are the, are they comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's something that we're you know that 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 that's where the the, uh, the industry is is going. that's something that we have to accept. I think that's accepted at Cisco. The other bit is about about open source is not really technically about the license, it's the collaborative uh, distributed model of development. And that is a, a cultural thing that we have to participate in and, and sort of accept. And I think that there are going to be some road bumps along the way, but that Cisco is, uh, is trying and is, is going to participate very actively and openly in those communities in that distributed development.
1: No, that's perfectly said. It's much more articulate than
0: what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you mean, steal a lot it, more from us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, feels it feels like something that, that every large company large um, with, with any sort of legacy is going to have to deal with. with. And, 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 you know, I, I think, think that a lot of, of, in, in, in a lot of, of circles, the, the general consensus is, consensus is that um, while things like ITF or IEEE or whatever are still there to kind of write the paper standards, standards the, the, the real standards, at least for, for cloud computing, are kind of getting defined in the open source community. community. So, if so if you want, want to be part, part of that, whether it's because you want, want to you know meet your customers' demand, demand or you feel, feel like that's where you can drive, drive innovation. innovation, it, it feels, feels like, like you have to be in that space and how comfortable you get and how fast you get there is going to dictate a lot of cases you how successful you are in the market. So it's it's uh, it's good to see it it happening happening, and changing and 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 like you guys said said, uh, uh, you're you're, you're trying trying to drive some some of those those new cultural things uh, across across the company which is is excellent excellent.
1: well guys guys, listen um, thank thank you very much for your time today we're sort of hitting that point where I
0: think people will stop being interested in listening (laughs) I assume I'm going to guess both of you will be at parts of the OpenStack conference in Boston is that a fair statement yes yeah absolutely Good. Good. So, so a, for anybody who's listening, if you see, if you see uh, James or Rick, Rick up here, and, uh, and uh, where else can they, they, find they find you guys either out on the web, web or, or at, at the conferences in the next, in the next couple of months. months?
2: Go ahead, Rick. Sorry. I'll be at the Ubuntu Developer
1: Summit that's that's
2: coming up, um, and I'm planning on going to the uh, Cloud Expo in uh, in Hong Kong as as well.
1: James, James what about you? about you? Yeah, I'm. Um, Always can be found on the uh, CNet on the Wisdom of Clouds uh, uh, blog that's uh, up there. And um, I am also going to be speaking uh, on the Monday uh, of the summit. I'll actually be in New York uh, at Interop New York. Um, and also I'm doing a presentation on the 29th on the Virtual Cloud Connect conference, which uh, anybody can get to online where I'll be talking about the the effect of cloud computing on the future of networking. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, we're We're out out of time. time. Uh, For anybody anybody listening, listening, you can can follow follow us on on Twitter at thecloudcast.net or reach us on thecloudcast.net
0: on the web. web. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll Uh, you'll find find links to the show in show notes. You You can can leave us a comment, send us an email, email, or you can find details on how to stream us on Stitcher. So for James and Rick, guys, thank you very much for your time. And for everybody else, thanks for listening.